the life after high school podcast. So, Dennis, uh, first and foremost, welcome to the show. I'm really excited to be here and or be here with you. I mean, and before we kind of get into it and people hear your story and everything, I want to kind of explain to you why I was really like, I want to get you on the show, man. Let's get you on the show, right? So I've had a handful of people who, yes, they've all signed this table. They've all been on. I admire them greatly for whether they're like what they've done with their careers or like their interesting stories that they have and just the goals that they've achieved and the one common denominator that like everybody has like their girlfriends, their family, the friends that they all have to thank for where they are or how they got there. They all come back to you. Like they all mention you, right? Like the apex wolf and everything. Right. And so me hearing that from all these people who I admire what they've done or what they're doing or their mindsets or even these traits that they have, them all saying that you are like, whenever it comes back to person, I'm like, who like inspires you or whatever. And they're like, oh, man, you got to talk to Dennis. You got to get Dennis on. I'm like, okay, if all of you guys are saying this, okay, this should be good. So that's why I'm super stoked to have you on today. And yeah, man, thanks for uh, coming on the show. Yeah, man, no problem. It's, uh, it's great to be here. I've, heard about all the guys getting onto the onto your show and um i thought it was a really cool idea and i've never really done a proper podcast before so nice. i'm excited to talk and see where this goes awesome stoked for it so kind of give people a bit of perspective on you by taking us through your journey kind of leaving post-secondary school like the life after high school portion of your life to where we are now and then we'll go back through it full circle so after high school um I always had a goal to to be a firefighter, so I took pre pre-service firefighter course in college, um, but I was like pretty young, so that never really went anywhere. I ended up leaving uh, Sudbury. I went. I moved to Ottawa when I was 20. Nice. Moved there with a couple friends. I was only there for like less than six months, and me and a couple friends thought it was a good idea to move to Calgary. Nice. So amazing. Yeah, it was quite the jump. Yeah, yeah, it was a huge jump. But Calgary was booming at that time, right? Yeah. A lot of people were moving there, and they were just working on the oil rigs and making a ton of money. Mm -hmm. So that was like kind of our mindset. So we drove all the way out there, and uh, one of my friends started a roofing company. So we we did that together. Nice. Um, so we just got into roofing. Uh, fast forward that bit, it was just like a year of working with friends, living with friends and partying with the same sounds friends. like a blast though it I was mean, it was like it was really cool we yeah. worked a lot we made a lot of money but at the same time we ended up hating each other and that can happen yeah, yeah the business just like one one guy got out i ended up getting out and roofing was never something that i wanted to to do yeah. and you know i've worked a lot of labor hard labor jobs and i like to work hard but i always kind of i was always into fitness and i always yeah. knew that that kind of wasn't where I wanted to go. When I when I moved back, I ended up moving back to Ottawa a year later, and uh, I always liked working on cars. So I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Right, my only schooling right now is pre-service firefighter. Mm -hmm. I've got no experience anywhere else. So I got a job at a at a dealership at a Mazda dealership, and I did my apprenticeship and I worked there for six years. Um, I went to the gym every day. Nice. I was reading books. I got right into it. I was trying to to get as big as I possibly could and just like I love decrease it. Decrease my yeah. my body fat. Yeah, I just did, absolutely. I just did like totally 
bro workout. Let's go. That's, that's yeah. awesome. Sure, we've all been there. Yeah. Yeah. No legs. I mean, just, I'm still there. Yeah, but that's all right. <laughs> yeah, just all uh, just all upper body, chest and chest and arms. Chest and arms. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Nice. Um, but people started asking me like for help, so I started. I started to help people. So I was giving them advice and nutrition and, yeah. you know, and, and I, when I was working at the mechanic shop, like everybody just hated their fucking lives. Right. They just, they were huh. angry old people that yeah, have been there for 30 years, drive yeah. shitty cars. And I'm like to myself, just thinking like, I do not see myself here yeah. in 30 years. You don't want to be those people. Yeah. Right. It kind of scares you. Away that was like it. a huge motivator for me. Like yeah. when I went to school, to be a mechanic and when I did my apprenticeship I was like blown away and fascinated by how cool cars are and yeah. transmissions and like how these things work and it was amazing but then the job killed it for me the people yeah. there just killed it it's and you know the way that everybody kind of looks at mechanics you know like they're just grease monkeys in the garage type essentially thing. so yeah. it wasn't uh yeah I knew it wasn't for me and um I ended up meeting someone that a girl that lived in australia and oh. she's like you should, cool. you should come out yeah it was amazing oh, nice. so she ended up coming down awesome. to visit me for a week and then i was like fuck it man yeah let's go like this this is not something i want to do so yeah, i'm just gonna like drop everything and i did and i just i quit everything saved my money and i just flew to australia and i used that as a restart and that was like the first time in my life that I ever like planned something out and it went to plan. Wow. Like my plan was like a requirement there, right? Yeah. You get a visa for a year. Yep. And if you want to stay for a second year, you reapply. Yeah, you got to you got to reapply, but you also have to work on a farm for 3 months. Yes, my best friend did this like 2 years ago, 2020. Right. Yeah. It's it's cool. It's yeah. cool, but you got to like I picked oranges and lemons and Yeah avocados so i stole the avocados and sold them because they made i made more money stealing really? avocados. yeah you sell them to the grocery store you make, you make a killing like that much more eh oh, it's Jeez. insane yeah like literally it's that's hilarious you have to you end up just losing money because you gotta yeah. live on the farm and you gotta pay rent and shit yeah. but if it's raining or if the weather's too cold like you can't pick oranges but you like right it's, so you it's can't not. work you can't get paid yeah but you still gotta pay it's like right. yeah it's insane they they're just taking wow. advantage over there, yeah. which is smart for them, but a hundred percent, yeah, their business point of view, yeah, I mean, yeah, it yeah. was smart, interesting, but yeah, that was a super cool experience. But my plan was to go there, pick fruit for three months, mm -hmm. get a job at a gym, get certified as a trainer, and then start personal training. Nice. And it was like I got there, and everything just, just happened. lined up, eh? happened, and it fell into place. Wow. All of a sudden, I'm a personal trainer at a gym, and I'm like, fuck, I can't believe all that shit just happened like I just kind of lined everything up and it went through and then I started to realize like the the next thing was you know to for these races you know sign up for a 24-hour race and do the training and get a coach and you know and it just kept on escalating from there so like mm -hmm. my fitness journey really started you know if we go back to like Ottawa mm -hmm. I uh, I remember being in a good life doing Bicep curls, yeah. probably bicep curls. Which good life? You know, what I mean? uh, in Ottawa. Because we're in Ottawa. You're there a handful of years. You're like five, six years. I Ottawa. was in. Uh, I went to Algonquin for four years, so I lived in Ottawa for four years. Yeah, it wasn't down. To, uh, it was in Barhaven. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah, 
Yeah, so it would have been a good life there. I know. Exactly doing doing some kind of bro workout, and I remember just standing there like and thinking, "What am I doing? Like, yeah. what am I training for? Why am I doing this? Right? What's the goal here? What's the goal? Yeah. And I, you know, I was in a pretty good shape, and I was just thinking like, "This is just this is just weird." So I I wanted to. I decided I wanted to learn how to do a backflip. So I went to a gymnastics gym, yeah. just open gym, yeah. and I'm like, "Hey guys." I want to learn how to do a backflip. They're like, cool, come over here. You. Yeah, we're going to yeah. teach you. So that, that day, that night, I ended up learning how to do a, a running backflip off of a wall. And then it was like, yeah, it was cool. It, yeah. it was something I really, like I started when I was 25 and I realized like this is a, a really good skill and I'm naturally talented. You can talented. still do it now too. Yeah. I still <laughs> do it now. <laughs> yeah. So I, sh I, like, I was like, shit, I should have been doing this when I was a kid, but I, I never, I stayed there for like two years. I went religiously because yeah. it was like the best training ever. The, the athletes that were there were shredded and they weren't huge and they were super strong, like crazy strong. And the stuff that you can do with your body, like when you learn how to do a backflip, like from that moment, I was like, I can do anything. Like if you just set your mind to it Whoa. and you just keep training and trying yeah. and trying and trying like you progressively get better like you can't just do things without practice right you need to learn 100%. yeah yeah you can't jump right into it yeah you need to learn and i and i've realized that with everything like you just you need to approach it with the mindset that you just you you can but you just need to learn right yeah. failure is not actually failure failure is is stepping forward and, and learning yeah. you kind of need it in that like learning process right like you need that feedback and that's what failure is but people have become more aware of i think they're getting better now because it's everywhere with like influencers right for lack of a better term like hey man you need to fail at something there's nobody who just does it right 100 percent of the time on yeah. the first try yeah it's not real right so we kind of have to it's not getting disguised as much as it used to where feedback and failure there's like a blurred line it's like no you feedback is failure like if i get tapped out at the gym that's it's like okay i'm not doing that again yeah you know immediate feedback right yeah so that's interesting like how amazing must it have been in like through all this to kind of once it clicked in your head it sounds like when you're actually like oh if i put my mind to something and it work out like it sounds like in australia like how nice must that have been when everything just kind of fell into place yeah it was it was weird like it was the first time in my life that it, you know I, I started to realize that when i say something out loud and i tell people and i start talking about it it's gonna happen you know what i mean so it's uh it's a really interesting it's a really interesting concept to kind of think about and when you know that you can kind of create these positive things to to kind of happen yeah. in your life so like i can i can go on more about this stuff in yeah, australia sure. but it was like you know four years in australia like i got a coach and did running and all these crazy races 24-hour races and all, all that fun stuff and I, I got big into spartan races there um ninja warrior came to australia and the gym i was working at was really cool it was this mm -hmm. like massive warehouse oh, wow. like ten thousand square feet of just obstacles like no kidding huge shit just yeah. like massive salmon ladders oh, monkey bars like the wind everything. tunnels walls like it was it was Whoa. crazy yeah that sounds epic yeah it was it was Jeez. wild it was the funnest place to work and i was really good friends with the business owner there oh so man. yeah so it was cool so i got to see firsthand uh running a gym 
and and then also my side as a personal trainer and I always kind of thought like this is really cool because I would be able if I had a gym I'd be able to help yeah a ton of people in a positive way and me as a personal trainer like I can only take on like 10 15 clients 100% and you know it it gets it gets hard right so you can you can't help the same volume of people yeah unfortunately um so I ended up oh yeah so for ninja warrior I ended up uh, applying to be on the show. I got on, which was super cool. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah, I was on season two Jeez. of uh, Ninja Warrior Australia. No way. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, that was wild. Yeah, no kidding. TV, That's cool. uh, TV is, is pretty crazy. So that was, uh, that was a super fun experience, which then, you know, inspired yeah. me to, to do more ninja training and open a ninja gym. Yeah. Because... Uh, it's it's fun and it's you know you get the gymnastics aspect and then you get everything else the skill base the flying through the air catching shit hand-eye coordination through mm -hmm. the air like it's in the, all of the balance there's, there's so much to it that just makes it so much fun yeah, and no at the kidding. same time i like the the athletics the running the racing the spartan races the trail running so mm -hmm. having the the gym focus on strength and conditioning plus ninja warrior was mm -hmm. like this unheard of combination right but i was like fuck it why not like, yeah that's something i really want to do for sure you can kind of like it sounds it seems nice though that you're able to kind of apply your drive to help people through the personal training and coaching but still have like the hobby part of what you love to do in the obstacle racing and the ninja warrior it's like hey we could still do this and it's there and then people get to see because like you said right being around it is just like it's really cool just to see so then people get drawn to it right it's a very attractive thing to see yeah. it's like oh this is awesome I want to try this and then people try and like you said they get they get addicted or they want to see kind of where they can go with it right yeah it's really cool yeah amazing did you with this uh, business owner who you became good friends with did he what was one thing that he kind of said or maybe exemplified um, to you that or you saw him do right that was something that still to this day you've taken and kind of implemented into your day-to-day -day. it could be like related to just business or just the gym or it could be related to kind of running that type of facility i would say it would anything. be uh it would be the opposite he did a bunch of stuff that i would not do right <laughs> And it would be, yes. like, I ended up, I ended up, like, going there and doing a lot of the work for him, making, yeah. the, making the cold calls, helping him with sales, and, and doing different things, and I heard a lot of negative things, like, uh, people wanted to cancel their memberships, and he wouldn't cancel them, or he'd charge, you know, the big fees, the or... Cancellation fee and stuff. Cancellation fee, or, you know, people just, people just had issues with them, and yeah. I ended up having issues with them in the end, which is too bad, because not... Like we've never really communicated after mm -hmm. after I left, which is kind of shitty. But um, so that's and I I'm always you know I think a big thing which helps me be successful with my business is that I'm there to help the people. Right. I'm I'm here to help the community. If people have an issue, I just I just let tell them like, listen, man, you're just dealing with me. Like if you need to cancel your membership, like I don't care. Mm -hmm. Right. I'm I'm here to help you. So, and, and that helps them then come back, right? If I right. do it in a positive way, they're going to tell their friends that they were able to cancel their membership. Like, 
you should go to this gym. Like it yeah. just didn't work for me. Or, there's no stress of doing that. Right. Cause those, yeah. that exact example too, there's a lot of pressure on that. Right. Like the person might feel intimidated or there's like, Hey man, we're already in a bad place because we're having a, like, we really enjoy this. We're showing up, but now money's tight. So they might feel embarrassed. Right. Or yeah. insecure approaching that, facing that problem going, Hey man, so we can't continue this. It's like, well, that's cool that that's kind of the way you're able to turn it around and go, well, all right, like, you know, it sucks, but yeah, you know, but you're welcome back whenever you can. Right. Sure. Yeah. It's, uh, I, th I think that's, that's a big difference for sure. Interesting. Yeah. It's, it's just, you know, some way for me to, to help everyone out. Nice. So the workout, what would you say your passion is? Like, was it, is it more centered around the Ninja warrior stuff? and the obstacle racing or is it more just like a fitness that style of fitness i need i need a, a race or a goal yeah like my passion is is around running and racing mm -hmm. i need i need something big through through the 24 hour races in my coaching i got into ultra running yeah. and that is like that is my thing i love my my main goal is to run 100 miles which i'm going to do like Probably not this year because this year is a little bit too busy and there's too much, too much shit going yeah. on. But I'll probably run another 50 mile, which is 85k, and then next year, hopefully, hopefully I can do the 160. So I don't think what people realize too is running to begin with. Just the word. Just when people think of running, they have this like, it's difficult. It's not easy. It's not fun. There's nothing like exciting. I could disagree. It, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm intrigued to hear your uh, counterpoints in a minute for sure. I'm on the extreme end. Like I'll still, I still do it weekly. I'm just like, no, nah. I'm like, I'll be honest. It sucks. I'm, it's uncomfortable. I'm, I'm not, I can't sell it. I'll let you sell me on it after. But then you put the word ultra in front of it. And then that's when I'm like, okay. And you're like, oh, I'm going to run a hundred miles. Like, okay. Interesting. So like you said, something big, and I want to get to your counter arguments in a minute um, to like sell people on running because I think it's very important people do it. But I want to know how important is it, like how important of a role is it that goal setting plays in like anybody doing fitness? It could be at ground level or at a level you're at where you're like, I'm going to run 100 miles next year. I think that is the most important yeah. thing, period, having a goal. Because if you're going to the gym, then you're going to either, you're going to reach a point where you're like, okay, hey, I want to lose 10 pounds. Mm -hmm. You lose 10 pounds, then, then what, then what, right? Then it's, you need something, even if, even if you get rid of the 10 pounds, right? If you just say like, Hey, listen, I want to run 5k. That's my first event right. ever. And you're not in good shape at all. You're going to train for that 5k and you're going to lose the weight and you're going to get in shape anyways, because huh. of the training to lead for that event. Right. Right. Your body is always going to adapt to the things that, things that you want to do. Yeah. Right. I start training for ultra. I get less strength. I get, I don't, I'm not as fast anymore. Right. My body can just run forever. Yeah. So that, sense. that's, that's like, that's the trade off. Right. And it's, it's, if you sit on the couch all day, your body's going to adapt to that. You're going to lose yeah. all your muscle and you're going to gain weight, which is, which is a really neat concept, right? Like it's mm -hmm. your body is really, really good at adapting to, to situations and and goal setting, I think that is another reason why our members are so fit. Mm -hmm. You know, you talk about it's incredible. You talk about a lot of their experiences, and it's all based on on goals. Yeah. You know, when we first opened, and you know, just to mention Richard, he, uh, me and him did about fifteen races in the summer. 
So it was like back to back, boom, 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 boom. And we always had something. So it's like, this race is coming up in four weeks. We need to do something every single weekend. And we need to do something throughout every single week. Right. Or we're not going to be able to do this event. Mm -hmm. And not just like... Look at the results. Yeah. It's it's crazy. It's absolutely incredible. I had to put on a sweater when he came into the studio here because he had his like <laughs> biceps on. I'm like, all right, listen. And that guy was like, angle me in my studio. He is mind blowing, man. It's like, amazing. His it's transformation has been nuts. And yeah. there's there's tons of people like that in the gym. And yeah, yeah. and now we're looking at Spartan races. And uh, as a gym, we just had 20 people go to the most recent race. Yeah. Like and last year at Blue now, Mountain, yeah, we had yeah. 30. And we're going to have even more going to the next one. And all of these people are like, man, i got to be fit for Spartan. So yeah. it's, you know, that's their motivation to train. And without that, it's like, what are you training for? Right. So for me, it's it's huge. I feel like I just, I'll just sit on the couch and do nothing if I don't have a race. Yeah, so no I need kidding. to like, I just always need to be on something. How do you go about setting your goals? And like, think, can we think about it from uh, somebody who, people who maybe like, they put numbers on the board. Like behind me, I have like deadlift 550, 500 pounds. That's not my number. That's a friend of mine who come, who came in. And cause I asked him, I'm like, okay, well, what are the goals you want to achieve? It could be like in terms of fitness, life, whatever, but we focus on fitness. I'm like, okay, well, what's the fitness goal of it? And he's like, well, I want to deadlift 500 pounds. Like you said, it's like, you get to a point where it's like, well, once you hit that, like how high can you go? What's the threshold? Yeah. So for people who are maybe new to setting goals, in terms of like not so much like they like how do they decide on what to set yeah that that's sense? that's a good question um and it, it's tough if you're new and you don't know fitness or or what you're capable of yeah. or you know for a lot of personal training clients that i used to have i would ask them that question Amazing. and they wouldn't know yeah so then i would take them in the gym and see if they can do a pull-up Right. Can't do a pull up. Okay, well that's a good goal right there. Let's learn how to do a pull up. Start right. Yeah. Uh-huh. How many push ups can you do? Wow, you know, five yeah. or zero, right? There yeah. there's another goal. Let's let's work on something like that. Oh, and no then you kidding. pick something fun. Or or if they're a little bit more fit, then you can ask them if they know how to do a muscle up. Mm-hmm. Right? Nice. And then no, then you then yeah. you pick that muscle up. A lot of people will come with something, but if they don't have anything, then that's where they just they just need a little bit of guidance. Yeah. Right, and it pulls back like that example you use. Like, we don't have to think about goals as these big, big things, right? Yeah. Like I like the example you use. Like, oh, if they do five or no push, I'm like, okay, well, let's get to ten. Yeah. And okay, we get, and we could add that number, and then it's well, now they're get, now they're able to do like thirty push-ups, a hand like fifteen pull-ups or whatever, and then they also could do a handful of muscle-ups. And it's like, well, now where do we go from here? Yeah. Well, we tie, take all that together, bunch it up, mix it up, and then. Well, now we're running these ultra races and now we're doing these crazy competitions. Like, it's cool to see that that's yeah. something, like, we don't have to start that big. Right? right. Like, when it comes to goals, like, you're able to kind of start at a micro level. But I think the problem that I see now, and I'm, you can attest to this or not, I'm curious your perspective, but how much people can gain if they just start doing something. Yeah. Right? And I'm going to talk about, like, fitness specifically, but I'm sure there's more we can say to it. But, like, if they just start doing something right like at least show up to the gym before you try five push-ups yeah right like how important is that first step versus like step number nine out of ten or something how important is that yeah main initiation it's it's really important i i think uh a lot of people just don't know what to do so like 
if they're just going to go to the gym, it's, you know, that's, that's why our classes are great because you don't need to think you just show up and then you do the class right and then you've got a coach to help you through it but if you're just going to go say to a gym that just has weights and you have no idea what you're going to do yeah. right i can i can see where people would struggle with that so th i would say the best plan is to is to youtube and write some shit down and you know get some inspiration from people that you see on social media Mm -hmm. right you see something you see something fun and cool like it could be something super simple and then you just need to learn how to break it down like if we use that pull-up for an example like yeah. a lot of females their goal is to do uh, a pull-up right a body weight pull-up then you they would just have to it's, the internet is so easy you just yeah you would have to just google how to do how to work up to a pull-up and then yes, you would sir. just go there with that plan Right, you go with the yeah, plan. Because yeah. if you just show up with nothing, then you you don't really know what you're doing. Yeah, it's a lot tougher of a process, or less strenuous. And then you get overwhelmed, and you mm -hmm. lose motivation, and right, you, you always yeah. need to have a plan. Right, and I think too, like you said, I like that you use the word motivation. Like in the beginning stages of goal setting and even goal like achieving, motivation is everything. It's the driving force. But then once you get there, it's like, okay, well now, I'm sure, and you, correct me if I'm wrong, but you operate majority of the time over with discipline, not motivation. Like whether you feel great or like crap, you're still going for the run if you say you have to go for the run. Yeah, right? and, and that is the, uh, I think the fear of failure that mm -hmm. drives me. Yeah. Yeah, because right. if I've got a race, and it's something that scares me and yeah. I will I will do it out of like I don't I don't want to fail right so I will like I quit drinking I quit everything I quit uh. doing drugs just so I can get events and races done and get my training in like I don't want anything to get in the way amazing man good for you yeah that's crazy it's, it's, that's awesome it's been over two years now wow congrats drinking, yeah Jeez, is that like tough at all, or is it just like no? You just kind of no. I uh, I only drank like two or three times a year. Um, yeah. Okay. So it's not... when all of this stuff started, like coaching helped a lot, right? If yeah. if anybody's into coaching, it's it's worth every penny for sure. Yeah. Amazing. I think the roles that coaches play is so much bigger than we think too, because they're all they're always on the sidelines. They're kind of looking in. They're like just kind of planning, right? They're the puppet masters of the athletes, I like to think of it. Um, the last couple episodes I had of the show were like with MMA coaches when I was in Edmonton and kind of understanding like the passion that they have for their athletes is what drives. Like they have the passion of the sport, they have the passion for coaching, and then they have the passion of seeing their athletes do well, right? So what I'm curious about with you, how important of a role does passion play in terms of running a successful business but building a community more so because i think that's what you've done over anything i think it's building the community of like loyal amazing members that like they love you man and just what yeah. do you like that seems to be from somebody looking in and like hearing the stories it seems to be that it's the passion that you have and you're like dude i just want to i just want to run I yeah. just want to run and make people feel good. It's you know what it's true and uh, the honestly the community that that grew yeah. it just blew my mind and it surprised me and yeah. I still think to this day like this was just something that I wanted to do and that mm -hmm. I'm passionate about and these people are 
supporting me and and they and they love it and i'm i'm still yeah. just doing what i love yeah which is which is amazing right like i i was uh on the ocr pro team in australia which was super cool amazing so i come back here right i've got all this obstacle racing experience i come back here and i start doing spartan races and i'm trying to get people at the gym to do spartans and i start a spartan class and now yeah. everybody's motivated and they're doing it and they, and they and they love it and i think i think it's the events and working in the gym to be fit outside of the gym for these events is what's creating this community everybody's getting together outside of the gym to bike together to mm -hmm. run together go to adnac do hill sprints amazing and then they sign up together and they go and do these these things and so everybody is just becoming this this big family together, which is which is really neat. And I think it's it's all around the events, and uh, and I guess a big part of it is is my drive to yeah. to get everyone to to better themselves and yeah. and to go for it, right? Like right. a lot of people say, I'm like, we should do this, and they're like, I don't think I can do that, and I'm like, of course you can, like. You absolutely can. You absolutely can. Like your body is not going to stop. That's your that's your mind, you know, limiting you. But mm -hmm. your body will go forever. Yeah, and that's something that I'm glad you brought up. When it comes to training, we all talk about like the physical training. You got to recover for the, you know, you do legs. You got to recover for your legs, whatever, right? Muscles recover. Now we forget more often not to our brain is a muscle, right? And we go through rigorous like mental training or like just the consistency of showing up just to challenge your kind of your mindset and your brain and see what you're actually capable of right what we don't talk about a lot is and i'm really happy to talk to you about it is the mental recovery aspect right of whether it be training or just things we go through like what do you do to kind of recover your like your mind like your brain right because if your mindset's always here it's not sustainable for that to be you can't always be like i'm always motivated i'm always driven we got this yeah, yeah discipline takes over but what do you do to kind of con not condition it but rest it and recover it and then reset your mind so that the next day or after a certain race you're able to kind of pick back up and get back into the swing of things yeah, that's a, that's a good question. Um, you know, not being afraid to take rest, mm. right? And using that time after something huge to uh, to do something that you don't normally do, right? If you spend all your time running or all your time yeah. at the gym, take take a couple weeks off and play your guitar, you know, play play a musical instrument, learn something else. Yeah. You know, take a like I I like to meditate quite a bit, which is a good reset or yeah. you know, focus on focus on stretching like to to be a good athlete and even just good mindset for everyone is to is to be well-rounded in everything, right? So definitely cycling like throughout your year, right? Like for me, I've got my big event, so I will train my ass off for that and then after that, I'll have a good rest and then do something else. Okay. Right? I put a ton of time into into training. Yeah. And when I do that, I've got I don't have time for nothing else. So taking the time after for for other things that I enjoy, right? Like right. I enjoy learning to to play piano mm -hmm. or just just swimming, right? Yeah. Things I'm not good at or biking just just to do something different for your mind, just to cool things down and change it up 
Amazing. I think there's something to be said for switching, like what you're doing up, right? It. I don't think it. I don't think the word distract you. Like distract is the best word, but it's definitely a way of almost shifting what you're doing so it allows your brain to like relax that thinking and like that level of thinking. Yeah. Well, to it, focus on that. Yeah, and and working out is is a stress. Right. Absolutely. Even though people get their, you know, their stress release, yeah, but like it's the like, high. yeah, it's, it's hard on the body and, and you're, you're taking an impact from that. And mm -hmm. if you do that every single day, you're going to keep digging a hole. Mm -hmm. So, and people, a lot of people are afraid when they get into it, they get into training and they see these results and they're getting strong. They think that if they take a week off, they're screwed. Yeah. Right? There's a bit of like anxiety around it. Yeah. You don't take a week off and do absolutely nothing. You take a week off and you, you do something else, right? Mm. You read books. You you learn something. You, you just yeah. you learn a different skill. Interesting. It's it's a chance to, to do what you want to do, right? Right. Now, what's your meditation process like? Because I hear everybody throw that like throw the word around, and I'm curious because everybody seems to have a different way of doing it, or it's a very very broad term yeah so i'm wondering what do you do for it is it just as simple as like me you know, sitting cross-legged <laughs> humming or like for you that's just the stereotypical yeah like, that's not how i meditate either obviously yeah but that's just kind of when i hear the word that's immediately the first word first thing i think of which is yeah not ideal i but. i use guided meditation okay. so i use an app called headspace nice yeah so uh, for me, for me, I really like that app because it helps me to focus on my thoughts and to learn how to control them, which is really neat. Like control mm -hmm. your thoughts and your emotions, which is uh, a really good skill with that. I think everybody could benefit from. Interesting. So I think there's something to be said for like actually being willing to like learn something new. Right. And once we get into like the process of learning something new and doing something you love or figuring out like myself, I like the variety. I like to do a lot of different things and my brain goes wild in every way. But once you get to a point where you find something that you really, really love and enjoy, at what point do you realize you're like, OK, is this a hobby or is this like a passion project that project that I could turn into a profitable business? And I think that's something that's really important. And I'm wondering at what point, because it seemed like it was, it started off, like fitness obviously seemed like a lifestyle from the early beginning, right? Mm. But it seemed like obstacle course racing and training like that style and coaching kind of became a passion project. And then it turned into something that's like, oh, now it's a passion-driven business. At what point do you think, you realize you're like, ooh, I could turn this into something. Like, I get a kick out of doing this. Let's turn that into a business. Like, at what point do you think that was? Um, definitely when I moved back from Australia, because yeah. um, I, I, uh, it was like a sudden move. Right? Mm -hmm. I just like basically got deported. So, <laughs> does anybody ever leave Australia smoothly though? No, like, they're like. Here's your yeah. here's your thirty days notice. Get out. So yes, so I came back with nothing, uh, no job, no clients, nothing, and uh, I don't know. It wasn't it wasn't necessarily about money. 
Right. Um, it was just, I don't know, I was working at Good Life as a trainer. I was the only fit trainer there. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. And, uh, and from there, I just, uh, I don't, I just couldn't, I couldn't work there. So I had the opportunity to open my own space. Mm -hmm. So I, I took it. It was like this little garage. I put all my money into equipment, everything I had. And I just was like, whatever, man, sink or swim. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm just going to do this on my own. I'm going to run classes out of this little garage and personal training sessions and just yeah. hope that it works in my favor. And I ended up taking uh, a couple clients from Good Life. Uh, one of my clients, um, Gus, he's an amazing man. Shout he, out to uh, Gus. Yeah, shout out to nice. Gus, always. He he wanted to invest and he's like, man, I want to, I want to start something and, uh, I want you, I want you to run it and we'll, nice. we'll do it together. So this guy was just, you know, I'm like, okay, cool. We sit down and look at equipment. I'm like, I want this, this, this. Then we look at a ninja course. I'm like, I want these obstacles and this and that. He's like, cool, cool. It's like, sweet. Amazing. Right, you know, this is unreal. Amazing. So, uh, so it all happened, man. Yeah. Just like boom, like that. Right. All of a sudden, a couple months later, Apex Warriors opened, and yeah. shit's happening. So it was it was really cool, man. He was he was a really good friend of mine, and uh, like he changed my life just like wow. that. Like he's an amazing guy, for sure. Yeah. I ended up uh, he gave me an opportunity to buy him out through COVID, and I ended up buying him out. So I own 100 percent now, which is really cool. Nice. Yeah. Congrats. Yeah. That's good. Sick. Yeah. yeah. It was a real cool. Oh. It was a really cool feeling just to, just to pay him back from for his help that, you know he's always. I'll be forever grateful for that yeah. man. I bet, that's amazing. So you met him. He was a client in Australia. At Good Life. Good Life. Oh, okay. At Good Life. Yeah, so he nice. went. He went to the new space with me, yes. seeing what I was trying to do, and he's like, "Yeah, let's do this on a bigger scale." Sick. Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, that's really cool. Yeah. So kind of shifting a little bit um what i'm curious about is so first of all congrats with lululemon yeah amazing um i'm really fascinated at that process and what that kind of relationship's like if you don't mind if you're able to yeah dive into it a bit so i'm curious how that get like how that get started so uh when the pop-up store came to sudbury yeah um i was just uh i started a relationship with them I, I approached them and told them I got a gym and that they can use my facility anytime and, and they started using it and they we did team sweats, we did a whole bunch of stuff for them there, they had their team meetings and then I would just tell them straight up that I want to be the Lululemon ambassador and that my goal is to be on the wall. Let's go! <laughs> right? This is, this is the goal. Yeah, I kept on telling them that. and. Uh, and they, they said, we don't have a store. And, you know, I was always kind of there. And uh, once they opened the new store, they told me they were going to open a new store. And I said, listen, I want that spot. I want to be on the wall. Yeah. And uh, they're like, oh, I don't know. They just kind of went back and forth a little bit. And uh, I just kept on, I kept on pushing. And they wanted a run club for Lululemon. Yeah. And nobody there at the store runs. So I was like, listen, I'll run your, I'll run your run club. Yeah. So I started running the run club and then sure enough, they asked me to be their ambassador, which was, which is amazing. So yeah, I'm the, awesome. I'm the train ambassador. Chantel got the, the run 
ambassador role and Megan's got the uh, nice. the yoga, which is which is like a, such an amazing opportunity. They're a, an incredible yeah. an incredible company to work with. Like for example, during COVID, we when we were shut down for a month yep. on that last one, that last lockdown, they uh, to show support for all of the members that kept their membership running at the gym, they gave a free Lululemon shirt. So all the girls, all the guys. You know, and it was like no over way. 70 shirts. Oh, wow. Yeah. Jeez. Just hooked us all up. That's amazing. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. They've, they've been massive supporters this whole time, so it's a, it's a great opportunity to be with them. Yeah. So it's kind of like community development and stuff is what you kind of like, what the partnership seems to be. That's like. exactly what it yeah. is. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It, a big part of it was, you know, I've got my trail race series. Yeah. So I'm always in the community. I always do these different things. Right now, it's now it's dancing with the Easter yeah. Seal Stars. I want to so, get into that too. Yeah, nice. yeah, you still yeah. think I'm out, man? It's next yeah. Friday. Yeah, I do want to check it out. He's I had the day off too. Yeah, Not it's gonna bad. be wild, man. Dinner and a show. And uh, I just found out uh, yesterday that I'm dancing first of the night. So. Come on. Yeah. No. Yeah, I know. Dude. My dance partner was like, we need to be like close to last. And she sent me the thing and we're dancing first. We are the first slot of the, oh man. Yeah. Jeez. How did that like relationship kind of start? Like from beginning with, for Easter Seals and then to kind of, yeah, where you're at now, where you're like, yeah, man, we're almost a week away. With dancing? Like, yeah, like how that whole oh, thing kind of gets started. We uh, briefly touched on it in our like intro chat uh, last th- week. This but. is pretty simple and short. I uh, Somebody recommended me. I got a phone call and I said yes. Amazing. Easy. <laughs> like, Easy. And this was like six <laughs> weeks ago, man. Like five oh, weeks ago. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Get a month and a half at most. Yeah, at <laughs> most. And, and my dance partner lives out of town, so we're only meeting That's like two right. times a week. But we uh, we dance for like two hours every time, so it's uh, and she's a good teacher, so it's yeah. it's been it's been so much fun. And this this goes back to like, you know, doing something different. I don't know how to fucking dance. <laughs> like no way, man. Yeah, I've always wanted to, yeah. but I have no idea how to. Like we're doing disco. I don't know what disco I don't even know is. What disco is either? <laughs> yeah. But no chance. Yeah. Disco and quick step. So it's it's oh, gonna be dude. it's gonna be badass. I'm really excited. Yeah, yeah, man, that's sick. No, I definitely have to now. Yeah. Jeez. Man, that's so cool. So can she dance? Like she could dance already, eh? Yeah, she's yeah? she's okay. a pro. She's sick. been dancing since the, she's been like six and so you can kinda like you have some guidance. It's not like you're both no, unaware no. of yeah. where to start and yeah. everything. So, that's yeah. so cool. Yeah, I have no idea. So that's the fun part, right? She's a professional and then Yeah. I have no idea, and I have to learn. Yeah, obviously, she you know. Man, yeah, that's so cool. In this process, I know, like you said, it's been like it'll be about a month and a half when it when you compete. Um, what has been like a favorite moment of this like experience? Because it seems to me to me like it's very like it's a very new thing and a fun yeah. new project you're doing. So, what's been uh, what's been something like really exciting? Like your favorite moment so far? The f- my favorite moment is uh, is putting all the pieces together, and like looking back to where I started yeah. and where I'm at now. Like we're putting, we've got two 90 second routines that we've got to do. So one's disco and one's quick step. Mm-hmm. And now we're putting everything together and we're picking apart like small pieces to make it perfect. 
And when I first started, man, I couldn't even stand and like spin in a fucking circle. Like, wow. It was it was so bad. And like <laughs> clapping together on time with my feet, couldn't do it. No. <laughs> and then you know, like doing disco, disco's like a lot of hips and shit. And, and I'm like, like I'm trying to do my hips, and I'm like, man, my hips don't move. And then she's like, get yeah. your get your arm on time with your hips. I'm like, I can't. Like, and then I can't do my hips. So I can't do my ah. hips. And then she's like, lean this way. And so like it was. <laughs> at first, I'm like, this amazing. Is, this is nuts, and huh. this is like really overwhelming. But I also knew like from experience from before, like how I learned. It's like, okay, just yeah. like fail, try again, try again, try again, try again. Okay, got it. You know, and then you move on to the next thing. And yeah, it's just it's got to become muscle memory, right? So right. it's yeah, everything. It's really neat. So my favorite part is definitely like being able to look back at where we started and where we are now. Amazing. Like now, I'm like really excited to to put on a show. Showcase it, eh? Yeah, I hope hey. I just don't choke in front of 300 people. <laughs> I'm like, well, maybe not thinking about it that much, but yeah. Well, we are sneaking like, a backflip yeah. in there. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Amazing. Yeah. You would too. Hey? You're like, yeah. no, we got to get the flip. We got to win, man. Yeah. I'd ask when in the routine, but I'll, I'll, I'll watch it live and see. Yeah. I'll find that one out for myself. Ease. Now, so I've been going back and forth in my brain of like, um, every year I like to learn, like dive into learning something new. Right, that could just be a handful of reasons, but I just think if we don't try, like I know a handful of friends of mine who have no idea what they want to do, it's because they don't know, nobody really does, but they don't know what they do and don't like. So I'm like, what do you like to do? Like, I don't know. Like, any hobbies? No. What, uh, what do you like to do at the gym? No. Doesn't know. I'm like, okay, try things, right? So that's, I think, part of my, as much as I know what I enjoy doing and what I don't. So it's like trying to like learn a guitar and diving into it the last couple of years. And then next year slash later this year after like, so with that is I want to learn how to backflip. I've done it with spotters, but I just, when they step like a foot or two away from me, Dennis, I anxiety just can't do it. I can't go backwards. <laughs> I can't go backwards unless they're like, I'm like, I need to feel your arm on my arm. You don't even need to do anything. They're like, watch the video. Like, and I'll see it, and they're like, yeah. I'm like, oh, you don't do anything. And you're like, no, you're doing it all. Like, you're athletic enough. You can do it. You know what to do. You're just scared, for lack of a better term. But, yeah, so kind of what I'm curious about with that is um, how do you, like, how do you teach that? Like, just out of curiosity, specific skill. Because I'm, the, like, the hunting. The backflip? Yeah, because I'm hunting for a teacher. If you can. Or a coach. I, I've, taught, like I've a taught a lot of people how to do this one, and I know exactly what you're talking about. The okay. fear of jumping backwards and the anxiety of doing a backflip. I can't see. It, right? Yeah, you That's can't the... see. And it kind of doesn't really ever go away. Right. <laughs> that anxiety will, like, for your first one, even if you can do a whole bunch, even your first one will always, like, you'll still get that feeling. But. Uh, if you've got spotters that you trust that, and you can do a backflip, mm -hmm. just keep doing it with the spotter there, man. Yeah. If that's how you're comfortable, there's nothing wrong with doing it with the spotter until you feel better to do it without them. And you're like, okay, I think I got this. Yeah. Yeah. And like if you've hundred. got a good spotter yeah. or a good coach watching you, they're going to spot you and then they're just going to walk away without you knowing and you're going to do it on your own. Yeah. There's a power there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I will walk through your doors in the next little bit and I'll be requesting this. Be like, yeah, man, you'll get a backflip. Yeah. to learn. Yeah. I've been hunting for it. Like, like legit, if know. you can stand and yeah. do it with spotter, you're, you're there. Yeah, just, yeah, it was a couple summers ago, COVID. So I was bored. 
and I had watched a couple friends do like workouts in the park and they were just flipping. And I was like, all right, Nick, can you show me how to do this. And they're like, yeah, we'll spot you. I have another guy who can spot. I'm like, okay. So they're pretty good in showing and stuff. But yeah, the coaching aspect to it is like something that I'm like, eh. And it's two buddies at a park for two hours one day. Right. So you're like, how much can you really get out of it? But I can flip on trampoline. Like it's nothing. Right. Both ways. So yeah. But Both yeah, no, ways. I'm can just, you, I'm just hunting. Can you flip for. on the trampoline without bouncing? I think so. I think yeah. so. Or I maybe take like a one step in, which is a bounce. So I guess maybe not. Yeah. You still, you obviously still get a bounce if you don't yeah. jump or if you don't bounce. Right. But it, it's tried, less, but... right? Just try and do like less and less and less and focus less on the, focus on the tuck and grabbing your knees. Okay. But we have got mats at the gym. Yeah. So if they end upside down, it's yeah, a sure. little bit painful, but not as much as the ground. I've had that like crazy experience of like landing poorly yeah. and just been like, ooh, okay. I just landed on my shoulder weird and was like, Huh. All right. Got a grass stain on my arm. Got up and I was like, all right. And then, yeah, that was like the third one I did. And I was like, ooh, it's not good. But yeah, I hesitated. So, yeah. Help me out much. Yeah. It's always got to be 100%. And don't ever do them when you're drinking. <laughs> Why? This, you had a... this tooth is fake. Come on. Yeah. What happened there? <laughs> if you. I... <laughs> uh, another, another quick, easy story. Um,. First night in Cancun with the boys, drunk, backflip in front of girls on my face, tooth gone. Yeah, <laughs> my friend actually found the my like half of tooth. Oh no that way! Was gone. You still have it? No, no, it I, I don't Is know it where the necklace right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Amazing. You're like Cancun 2014. Yeah. Oh, that would be awesome. Yeah, the worst part about that was uh, like I was Not so that. yeah I was so wasted um i didn't really feel the pain that night we just had a bunch of fun and there was blood everywhere obviously and then when i woke up in the morning i like oh, i looked like the joker i had like blood just dripping down my face no and i woke up like did that really happen and then uh i remember the pain like i couldn't drink water because my root was exposed couldn't like breathe in air Which on it. Just so it. sensitive, like, eh? It was so bad, and I was so hungover. Oh. The nurse gave us an address to a dentista in Mexico. So we we take the address, get on a bus, like a city bus type thing. Yeah. Ride the city bus. I don't know. I can't remember where we got off, but I think the bus driver told us to get off. Then we gave that address to a taxi driver. And I was with my three friend, my two friends, so it's three of us. Mm. We asked the taxi driver how much to get to this address, and they're like five bucks. I'm like, okay. We get in, and there's the taxi driver, his friend. They don't speak English, and then there's three of us in the back, and we're driving like we drove really far for five bucks. Yeah, no kidding. Down these back streets, like oh, wild dogs no. and shit. We're like. Oh no! Man, we're gonna get fucking killed. Yeah, like this, this is, is what happens. Like we're this, at the resort now. Yeah, this now. is what happens. Like this is yeah. literally the. We don't even know where we are. Like this is crazy, and the, they drop us off at this dentist office. I go in, or see the receptionist. She can't speak English. The dentist isn't there. This guy ends up showing up in a in a taxi. Comes out, bums the smoke from one of my buddies, and then, and it's the dentist. Right? Oh, no. We go up into his office. He's got one chair. And he's like, no paperwork, no nothing. He's like, we can do the $70 option or the $120 option. I'm like, oh, no. 70 bucks, whatever. You picked the $70 yeah, option with your bucks, teeth? Yeah. <laughs> so he just. You're he gives, in a customer service world. <laughs> yeah. No, 
Well, man, I still had to drink for the rest of the week. That's right? true, yeah. So he... Uh, That's amazing. Puts a needle in my mouth, numbs my mouth, does a little bit of work, and then I'm pain-free for the rest of the week, which was like a bonus, except I smashed my bottom teeth through my lip, so I had this like, gross, bloody lip, and it was swollen, and then my fucking mouth was just gross. Amazing. Yeah. Jeez, got... Oh, man. Yeah. Got a root canal in Cancun. Yeah. Which I'm sure, like, it sounds like you drove out of Cancun with the yeah. amount of time you spent in the car. Yeah. I think it was Mexico. part, it must have been a partial root canal, because when I got back, they actually did a legit root canal and oh. gave me a tooth. Nice. I wasn't too far off, eh? It was like a Patch Adams job. Yeah, was, yeah, it was something. Oh, I don't man. know what happened. It was the $70 option. That's, that's what it was. Did you ask him what the $120 one was? No. What was, um, I don't know. What was that one like? No. That'd be interesting to find out. Like the 120 makes the tooth a bit thicker or it's a bit whiter. It's a gold tooth. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> it was 70 bucks yeah. for the operation and then when that's I get ridiculous. back it was like 1500 Standard. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Oh man, that's amazing. Jeez, that's the greatest thing I've ever heard, man. That's, oh man. I can only imagine, like, it sounds like, oh, so you just, you had no choice too, eh? Like, now, was that at the beginning of the trip or the end? That was the was, first day. The first night. So I, uh, yeah, that was it. It was like either go home or, or do that. I don't know. Going home like, wasn't uh, really an option. So. <laughs> the $1,200 thing, like it was, I was in Croatia. I don't know if I've ever been, but there's a city called Split and it's along the coast. And, um, we met this woman who was one of our servers and she's in like dental school, like dental hygiene school. And, uh, we're like, yeah, you know, what's going on? Like just chewing the fat they're like oh you're from canada cool like yeah you know classic tourist stuff tourist stuff adventure stuff and she um like oh like what are you studying and she goes oh like dentist dentist school and we're like oh you're gonna be a dentist and my buddy's like you're gonna make a lot of money and then she goes nope like what do you mean no she's like well what did what do dentists make in canada i'm like well they live on the water nice house so like roughly between this and this like minimum six figure like good they're doing well right and she goes, no, maybe like 22,000 Canadian. We're like, what? Whoa. Incredible. I was like, what the, how does that happen? And then she's like, yeah, well, and I think I, the funniest thing is too, is um, we kind of, we connected with them, stayed in touch as kind of like the tripping, like the next couple like days in Croatia, the rest of the week and weekend in Croatia was. So we went out with them a couple of times and like the hostess and the waitress, right? And we left we got their instagrams and i remember this vividly because they as much as we were drinking a lot of wine they sent she sent me a message like cussing me out for leaving a 20 euro tip and we're like well you guys were awesome you let us pick the music and it was packed on this patio right yeah and you gave us a better table you gave us a discount anyway and so we're like, oh, my buddy's just like, here's a 10. And I'm like, here's a 10. So we give him 20 euros. She's like, how are you guys thinking? You can't tip that much. That's so mean. We're like, mean. What? Whoa. They just weren't, like, I guess they, like, so in, I'm not sure about the, like, in Cancun and stuff, but I'm sure it's, like, similar in Cuba and Jamaica, right, where in resorts, like, people working and service workers, they rely on tips, right? Yeah. That That's their living. These people, it's like you can't tip that much right like i'd go around when i was much younger and family was in cuba like we'd go around to each person who served us well i was like here we're leaving thanks for the service here's a kind of what we have left 
yeah. right? Because we're losing money converting it back. So I remember that, and I was like, oh, man. Huh. So, yeah, it's, I can imagine why it was much, much cheaper. Because I yeah. guess they just don't get paid the same, which is Yeah, it's just like a standard, yeah. Yeah. But I'm not sure if it's, like, customary with everything, but I think, yeah, those smaller, smaller, smaller rundown, like, I don't know if third world's the best, second world countries, we'll call them. Like, yeah, I think that's a big difference. But, yeah, different technology, but whatever, right? Mm -hmm. So as we kind of get to kind of towards the end of the episode and stuff, um, do you have any like last pieces of kind of advice or like stories or kind of lessons you've learned along the way that you'd like to pass along or stuff like that? Um, probably, you know, if it's, if we're going to focus on fitness stuff, uh, just, to just to have a goal, right? Have something mm -hmm. to, to strive for. Um, and just believe that you are capable of doing anything, right? Mm -hmm. It's the it's your mind that will give out before your body. One thing that I've learned in in ultra running and and why I love it so much is that um, you get to see you get to through running you get to see what you're capable of. Yeah. Right. And there you you see that there is no there is no limits. You you start thinking like shit. I gotta walk. Like I can't run anymore. So yeah. you walk, but then you recover and you can start running again, right? And mm -hmm. it, and it just it just doesn't stop. And you'll and you'll see that like if you do I do a lot of out and back running. Yeah. So I'll run like, let's just say five k out, five k back, and then you know next one would be like ten k out, ten k back, and then fifteen out, fifteen back, yeah. twenty out, twenty back. And when you when you get out there and you're exhausted and you gotta run back like. You don't have a choice. It's not like you're at the gym and you can just quit yeah, and you can go to leave. the change room yeah. and go home because something was hard, yeah. right? You're out there no matter what, and you got to get back. I love it, yeah. And then you, you see, like, you're like, shit, I just did something I've never done before and yeah. I didn't think I could do. Right. Which is what's so cool about running. For, I'll use that 85K, for example, man. Like, yeah, when I signed up for that race... I was so nervous mm -hmm. and I was like, I don't yeah, know if I should do this. And I, I'm like, fuck it. I put in my credit card, signed up and I was done. And I was like, I can't believe I just did that. Like, here we go. Like, Training starts today. Let's go. Yeah. yeah. Like right now. And I started doing like the biggest training runs I've ever done. And, and when I did that race, right, my, my longest event, um, was a training run, right? I've done, I've done big runs. But I'm, I've done them in 24 hours. Mm -hmm. So this was my biggest consistent run. So in training, I did a 60K run, which was my longest run, consistent. And then uh, when I got to 60K yeah. in the race, everything after 60 was like new territory. Yeah, it's like, uncharted. What's going to happen? Is my, are my legs going to break? Whoa. Or is my mind yeah. going to break down? Like, what's gonna, Yeah, what's going to happen? And nothing happened. I just kept running. Amazing. Right? I and I, I can do this. Yeah. I got to the end and I was like, shit, I can keep going. Like it's it's crazy. Your 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 body is capable of anything and when you realize that in your mind, it's limitless. It's totally limitless. That's and, amazing. And I bring that to the gym, right? Mm -hmm. Like Oh and everybody he, sees it. Yeah. Like it's infectious being yeah. around it. Yeah. Like and I've gotten sneak peeks, but I've gotten that energy feedback from other people the way they talk 
about not just you but and not just the environment and not just the gym but the whole like community and like all those things i just listed it's i'm like I'm like, let's go for a run now. <laughs> it's like 2.30 in the afternoon. I got my work boots on. I'm like, let's go. So, oh, man, that's amazing. Yeah, it's, amazing. Uh, yeah, running running for me has completely changed my life, for sure. And my mindset. And I've been in some fucking dark places on runs, too, man. Like, when you yeah. do something, you know, you I go a distance imagine. you've never gone before, and you get your nutrition wrong, and you turn into a zombie out in the middle of nowhere. And then, you know, what happens when you get depleted, your, your mindset turns, right? Your yeah. body, your, your brain's reaction, your survival reaction to get you out of that situation is to turn negative and, you know, why am I here? What am I doing? This is stupid. I'm an idiot, mm. right? You start to like, that's your, oh. that's your fight or flight response yeah, like to like, negative. yeah, to get you out. Um, and then it, all you need to do is like eat and kind of recover, but like, that's part of the experience. Like you'll have to get through that to, you know, get home or to finish the run or, yeah. or whatever. Right. You, wow. And you'll see that uh, I started to learn that I've done three 24 hour races and through the night, your body wants to go to sleep. Oh, 100%. So, so to go yeah. to sleep, Circadian that's rhythms. Yeah. It's your, that's when your mind switches and it's like, I don't care about the race anymore. Whoa. I don't care what people think if I quit, like you just, like I should, I should just go to sleep. This race is stupid. And you, I like, I, and you know, I start hating myself and it, and my mind is telling me all these things to stop, to, to, to save me. Right. It's a survival thing. Yeah. And then, I, so after like two races, I learned that. And on my third one, I'm like, okay, like ignore that shit. Like yeah. let's just grind and, and keep going. Amazing. And you know, what's really cool is you go through all that. You go through this like zombie hating stage through the night, the sun comes up and it's like, wow, I love myself. Like, what Look you at this. Yeah, the <laughs> sun's out. You start running again. Let's go. You get yeah. quicker and you're like, where did this yeah, come from? Yeah. Like, oh, it's that's just, awesome. It's really neat, man. Like the, the mind is, and uh, that's like meditation, you know, getting mm -hmm. into meditation and, and just learning about your thought process in your mind and, how it's automatically fighting to for survival, mm -hmm. right? That's all. That's all your body wants to do is survive, and it's it's got its own mechanisms that we don't even know about, right? You just you've got to know through these different things that it does, mm -hmm. right? It's really Amazing. interesting. Yeah, that's so cool. I think you just yeah, <laughs> you sold me on running. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was a while ago I mentioned, but you're like, I got this guy. And yeah, I'm holding on to this, and then boom, like, oh, I want to go for a run now. Like, oh man, that's awesome. So I'm going to roll out the red carpet for you. So tell everybody what are some projects you're working towards or project, cool things you got coming up or things you're training for and where they can find you and where they can train with you. Uh, right now I'm training for Spartan race. That's the only thing on my mind right now in, in October. Uh, actually there's a, a 24 hour, I can't believe I just forgot about this, but I'm actually doing this race with Richard. Nice. Uh, we're doing an adventure race, yep. which is really cool. So it's, uh, it's a hike, well, a run paddle and mountain bike. Like a kayak? Yeah. Uh, or a canoe. Or canoe. I, yeah. 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 I so, guess you're yeah, doing it together. Yeah, so an adventure race. It's a team of four, which is really cool. Whoa. So that's that's going to be a really big deal. Um, but for the gym, we're in the south end of Sudbury nice. on uh, 125 Loaches Road. Uh, our website is uh, live and updating at apexwarrior.ca. Amazing. 
So that's a good way to, to hit us up. We've got a free seven-day trial that's there on the website. Sure. That's probably the easiest way to get started. And it's like everywhere in red, like right in your face when you get on the yeah. website. Just, just like click that button. You can't miss it. Can't miss yeah. it. Click the button. You'll get an email to the app. Book yourself in and, uh, and get started. Amazing. Right on. Dennis, I'm really grateful you were able to sit down with me today. And yeah, man, I uh, really appreciate you sharing your story. And uh, yeah, man, I look forward to connecting with you uh, more in the future. So yeah, man. Thanks, thanks man. a lot. Yeah, thanks for having it. me on. Right on. Yeah, that's it. Cool. That's it. Sweet, yeah, man. man. Thank you. <laughs>